You're listening to a curated podcast from the Beyond Infinity radio program broadcast live on Tuesdays from 11am from our Mornington studios in Victoria, Australia. Presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. So we've got Simon Mulvaney from Save the Bees Australia back in the studio with us. Simon's talked to us before about his campaign to protect bees and to try to ensure bee populations remain healthy in Australia and uh, and really elsewhere in the world as well. He's got a pretty big social media following all around Australia and, and beyond our shores. Another thing we've talked about on the, on the program in more recent times has been a legal battle that's been going on with Capilano Honey. So what's the update? You mentioned World Bee Day. I didn't know anything about um, World Bee Day is on Sunday. And look, it has been a massive month for bees. And we got some great news because the European Union banned neonicotinoids, which is an insecticide that's been associated with colony collapse disorder, right. but also affects every species that basically eats insects um, as well. What sort of chemicals are contain neonicotinoids? Is it things like pesticides? What, what, what are the products well, that, that have got in it? It's an insecticide mm, okay. um, and it's a systemic one. Mm-hmm. So it gets taken up by the plant. Mm-hmm. It is used in broadacre farming mainly, so monoculture farming. So every seed you know, on a monoculture farm is dipped in neonicotinoids and one of those seeds has enough poison in it to kill up to 200 bees. I've got a petition now to call for Australia to ban neonicotinoids, but in Australia, so many farmers are reliant on this insecticide, including canola farmers, cotton farmers, barley, wheat. Do we put our insects first or do we put these commodities first? And I'd like to think with wisdom we could feed ourselves with small-scale farming that's not reliant on that insecticide. And I think you've said to me in the past that using Roundup is a really bad chemical. And another one, which is that white liquid that people use. Comfidor. Comfidor, yeah. Well, Both it, it, pretty we had common. Another... How, you know, they're in a lot of people's garden sheds. We had a great win with Comfidor. Right. Um, I'd been campaigning a lot about getting that removed from Woolworths and from Bunnings. And they, they have agreed to remove the product. Really? And that was done not off the back of any specific science, but just from the push from the public. Mm-hmm. It was really great. The other thing I've been really pushing for is country of origin on honey. Mm. So at the um, supermarket, you know what honey you can get rather than the big corporations following suit with that pressure i've also got about fifty thousand signatures on a petition for that instead one of the biggest companies importing and blending chinese honey with australian honey capilano took me to court and i've been in the supreme court of new south wales now for i think three or four years no judge has read any of my articles yet to see if they're defamatory or not yet i'm locked in this continuous litigation it became so unpractical me going to sydney and expensive Mm. i had been able to crowdfund a bit but that's a very fickle way of doing things Mm. and so i had a recent hearing asking the court to move the case to victoria yep strategically Capilano gave me contempt orders at the time in a strategic way to keep me in New South Wales and not in Victoria. So I think it's been a massive abusive process using a contempt proceeding in that way and I'm yet to find out what the judge thinks about it but she gave me more time to file um, an affidavit 
to to say why she shouldn't take into account the contempt proceedings when making the decision. So it's got a lot more serious in in regards to the contempt because contempt has a jail sentence attached to it. It has got serious now and it's incredible. There's a stack of folders if you go to the Save the Bees Australia page and I've pinned it up the, the top. The law firm Addison has been tracking every single bit of data that has anyone rights to any of my sites and is tracking me and other people the whole time. And I know with all the data scandal that we've seen with Cambridge Analytica and getting Trump in Mm. and and Mm. stuff like that, Mm. what these corporations are doing in tracing people's private information has got me disgusted and shocked. And and, um, I will be writing to, to Facebook about the data mining that these corporations are doing on individuals. Mm. What sort of evidence do you have of that? Like what's, what's been going on? Are you suggesting that Capilano Honey are looking at actually data mining your Facebook pages and looking at your supporters, that sort of thing? Exactly. Have, they made, have they made contact with any of your supporters? They do make contact with my supporters. I think people sympathetic to Capilano have written to my supporters. The girl next door, Honey in America, she wrote a post about Save the Bees and she got a long letter Hmm. saying that um, from someone associated with Capilano. The more personal stuff is in folders and folders. I've, I've literally seen photos where they've gone to a market store where someone's displayed one of my articles and taken photos of it. The amount of information that's collected, which has cost them millions of dollars, is folders and folders high. If you randomly pick a page and open it, quite often it's a letter from someone to me and I blocked Capilano from being on my page for that reason but they're obviously using other accounts to get in and and find out what people are thinking and saying right a bit of background of what Capilano is it's a big corporation I think it's owned by I think a media magnate is it yeah, Kerry Stokes. Kerry Stokes is one of the one of the big shareholders of it. It's seen a quite a significant rise in its share price, although I'm not sure whether that's been sustainable. But it is aiming to be one of the biggest corporate honey producers and, and sellers around the world and, and in particular Australia. It's the only corporation, honey corporation in the world I know of. Hmm. And um, it's listed on the Australian uh, Stock Exchange? Yeah, listed. So you're right. It it was at three dollars maybe ten years ago mm. or, or two dollars, mm. and then it steeply went up to twenty three dollars. Since the words got out that they're a major importer of honey and blender of honey, I think consumers have woken up and have chosen to buy local honey, and we've seen that share price drift down considerably right. to hover around between fourteen and sixteen dollars, which. I don't know. Someone said that was about $80 million. but As market cap, right? I'm very limited to what I can say about the company. I use the term honey laundering to explain the blending of inferior honeys with Australian honey and reselling it. And it was brought up in court last week that that term honey laundering was in breach of the orders. I've I've seen lawyers about using that term and, and they can't see why the term honey laundering would be in breach of any orders that I'm under. I'll just pass you this. I'll explain to the audience. I've, I've been sent a honey that someone's bought, a consumer. It was packed uh, in 2017 and expires not into 2020. Right. I'll get you to read the, the front of the label. 
Yep, says Capilano Organic Pure Australian Honey, Australian Certified Organic. And then if you read in the small print in the back, Mm -hmm. there's a list and it says... We prefer to use Australian honey, but at some time we get shortages and then we use international honey. So I'll just point it out for you. Mm-hmm. It says Capilano's organic honey sourced from eucalyptus forest, mixed blossoms that remain pristine and untouched. While our preference is to use Australian organic honey in times of drought and honey shortages, we may source quality assured international honey until Australian honey is available again. That's pretty, that gives them a lot of latitude, doesn't it, you'd reckon? Absolutely. So I think if you're buying the front of it, you're expecting it to be pure Australian honey. Mm. But they claim on the back it might not be. Mm. But that is one of the critical things that I'm getting sued for is saying that Capilano honey may not contain all Australian honey, but they say it themselves on their label. So this is when, in the modern world, strategic litigation can be crippling for an activist. Mm. I'm going to be so tied up in in this litigation, it's stopping me from focusing on the World Bee Day events that I'm trying to get involved in on on Sunday. And so that is Sunday, the twentieth of May, is World Bee Day. Yeah. And so that's going to be a day which is trying to raise awareness in the general public about the plight of bees, because you need them to fertilise crops. There's a whole bunch of things that, are, that you know bees are pretty vital for. Yes, I think it's, there's no doubt that there's some arguments whether Einstein actually said it or not, but not many scientists disagree with if bees go, the human race will go within four years. The honeybee has made some type of resurgence with the trend and it might have been due to the guys who made the flow hive, but beekeeping has become quite popular. Mm. So the honeybee is actually doing, making a bit of a comeback. And the flow hive, just for, just for listeners who are curious, that was a, I think that was a crowdfunded through Kickstarter, very oversubscribed, I think a father and son. And it was, it's literally a tap that you can attach. It's a system which allows you to have a tap at the bottom of a it's beehive. It's nearly like watching a miracle when you see it work. Mm. Um, mm. The bees aren't affected at all. Mm. Um, and um, the invention, I think they were after $21,000 and they got $21 million subscribed. Oh, Mm. and um and yeah so you know congratulations to them but Mm. they also set off a massive movement around the world for backyard beekeeping and they're australians do you know what their story is have you been in contact with those guys yeah i've I've been up to meet them and um i was actually one of my friends tried one of the first ones out and Mm -hmm. he was struggling to get it to work Mm. and i reviewed it and then cedar anderson who is the inventor rang me and invited me up to byron bay to see them working and i think the warm climate does help them a bit but since in the last year i've got them working in blegary and and portsea where i live Mm -hmm. so it's fascinating you can literally have honey from your backyard crack the jar and have your kids running around and the bees don't seem to mind at all right fantastic and it's literally i mean it's like honey on tap it's like a a a, um, a little plastic tap at the bottom of the hive which you can get liquid honey coming like a tap yep and and look um they have some great information there in regards to how you've got to be a beekeeper as well and be able to open the boxes and check that the brood or the eggs are healthy 
and say so they do do a lot of follow-up as well in regards to caring for bees it isn't quite as simple as turning on the tap there's still a bit more to do yeah like i just looked up capilano honey limited just now their share price as of the 15th of may 2018 is 15 dollars and 82 their market cap is at nearly 150 million australian dollars so it's not a small enterprise that's quite one a, of the funniest things company. that i found in this case was they say they can't hold the case in Victoria because it's going to cost them $15,000 a day to hold the case here. Yet they're happy for me to travel to Sydney and they're complaining about the funds I've raised, which is you know in the $20,000 mark, to defend myself against them. Last time I was in court, they had four people, four lawyers writing letters, interjecting, walking past me, and I was sitting there by myself. Look, I, I'm, I would be very encouraged if it did get moved to Victoria, that mm. it's going to be a fair process. Mm. Yeah. Where's Capilano based? They're not even based in Sydney, are they? They're based in... Uh, They're based in Brisbane. Yeah, right. And so, yeah, so this is a, the, the only thing that I can see that's based in Sydney is the law firm that they have chosen to use, which okay. is Kerry Stokes's lawyers. Right. And the Financial Review did an article on the fact that Kerry Stokes quite often takes on journalists through that law firm that are saying things he, do, he doesn't want them to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, you've got the possibility of contempt charges against you. What's the basis of them suggesting contempt from you? What's, what, do you know what the basis of that argument from, um, from I their think side is? Um, it, wait, there's 92 charges. So 92 times I probably have used the terms honey laundering. Where it comes even more murky, and I haven't had a chance to go through everything, but it becomes more murky when they're complaining about comments made underneath posts that I've made. So I've, under quite restrictive gag order, used visual literature to get my message across. So I might put a picture up. One, One was scream their famous painting in Norway mm-hmm. and I put that against some cheap supermarket honey of $4 and said that it's crippling for us to see a price war go on at supermarkets. The other thing that's crazy for me is a few of the posts they want taken down and say a defamatory aren't even about Capilano but about Woolworths. So I took my attention away from Capilano and focused it on Woolworths it probably had the desired effect of affecting Woolworth. What I see that they're trying to do is pile up maybe 60 or 70 articles I've written, get them taken down because maybe they think I've breached one or two. Mm-hmm. But I think it's an emerging law and I, am I responsible for comments that people make underneath my posts? I'm not sure on that. Yeah. And it's very hard for me to handle. Uh, I had, I think, 1.6 million engagements last month on the page. So it's going to be nearly an impossible task for me to go through every single comment and um, work out whether they're defamatory again. I actually don't know what the story is, but I mean, if it's if it's other people apart from you who are putting comments on something that you've written, I wouldn't have thought that you could be held responsible for what other people are writing independent of you. I'm talking to Simon Mulvaney, his website that we've been talking about a little bit is bethecure.com.au. And Simon has an organisation called Save the Bees Australia, which is all about trying to preserve bee populations, keep them healthy, 
accuracy of, of advertising on products when you buy a product and and you know this is something that can be applied to lots of things i often find myself in supermarkets really twisting the thing around in my hand looking through the fine print trying to find where the thing's made and that can be really hard you know they bury that information unless they want it, you to know about it it can be really well hidden well i'm furious it's not even available yeah, i'm furious at australian certified organic mm. because what these companies can do now is put australian certified organic on the front and that to most consumers would think you'd think the produce was australian hmm. but that just means they've um, certified under australian certification yes yeah my son picked up an apple cider vinegar the other day and said dad have a look at this zero australian ingredients and i videoed him doing that and it was actually a we worked out it was a capilano product my son was this is from new zealand this apple cider vinegar it's not even from australia and yet it's australian certified organic so australian certified organic in a really sad way for me has lost complete authenticity Mm. i think there's an opening for someone else to come up with a certification that that has authenticity well it's such a desirable thing is people you know people respond to the the marketing if you can say that something's organic that's going to potentially increase your sales and make it more appealing to a segment of the population that want organic see it as more healthy and so on so any abuse of that is a real problem you know and and unfortunately i think that that sort of thing does happen and and similarly when you say where stuff is sourced from you've got to look really closely and often you'll see made from australian and imported ingredients and what the percentages are is it one percent australian 99 percent imported you know what's the actual breakdown there so even though they have made some effort over the last decade or so to clarify from a health point of view what it is you're buying and where it's from country of origin where the ingredients have come from, have come from there's still a lot of weasel words and and uh, vagueness about that and and i think that's being exposed now mm. um, because of the new labeling laws because mm. you have to put the amount of australian in it mm. and so i look in the last 10 years 20 years how much had they got away with and then i look at that share price rise from three dollars to 18 was that on the back of huge amounts of imported honey mm. was that fair and what about all those people consuming that honey for years thinking it was australian and what did that do to the commercial beekeeping industry over that year when you're affecting the commercial beekeeping industry and the honey industry it's having a flow-on effect for our pollination here because all those beekeepers that have gone out of business could have been doing pollination and that industry is growing massively in australia so for every you know action there's a reaction and it's been terribly sad when when you look into it what's happened to our commercial industry on the back of this imported honey I think you've said in the past you like the policies they've got over New Zealand for their honey industry over there. They've, it's quite a protected. They don't allow any imported honey. Is that right? Or bee products. It's or the envy products. of the world. Mm. And we accept stuff from New Zealand. A lot of the manuka sold here is from New Zealand. Yep. And it has a really great reputation. But over in New Zealand, they do have varroa mite. So right. there's no doubt here from the scientists I've spoken to that Australian manuka honey or or beneficial honeys are better quality than New Zealand. Yep. We're actually considered a high-risk country to take honey from now because of all this importing and blending that goes on here. And, and a lot of the imported stuff comes from China. What's wrong with Chinese honey? In China, they feed their bees a lot of syrups. 
sugars and syrups. I've seen magazines, advertising machines that will feed corn syrup to your bees and the bees will digest it and, and store it as honey, but they never actually go foraging on any flowers. Right. So, and the honey that is produced is different. Yes. If, so if it's resulting from being fed as opposed to And there's a little bit of testing you can do. But the real testing you have to do is on the pollen residues in the honey. But look, there's issues everywhere because we import a lot of Chinese pollen too. So those pollen, Chinese pollen residues have been turning up in honey overseas when it's Australian honey, but the residues of Chinese pollen are there. Hmm. Um, what do they use the imported pollen for in Australia? To bulk bees up over winter and set them up for pollination. Explain to me, is the demand and the market for honey and the consumption of it, say, just in Australia, that requires industrial production of an industrial sort of scale beekeeping or can the demand be met by sort of individual growers and and small businesses? Um, Someone sent me the figures recently. I haven't got them in front of me, but we produce more that can sustain our population Mm. and we have excess that we export. I look at my movement someone wrote to me simon it will, you you've got to live in the real world this is how things have done and sent me a, a picture of all the exporting and the commodities around the world and then i sent him back a picture of the honey map that i've created on be the com that has all small sellers of honey around australia and i said that's the real world people can start getting honey direct single source off the beekeeper it's going to be better for the beekeeper it's going to be a better product for the consumer and it's going to be better for bees in the long run if we do it that way the guy didn't respond and it was pretty hard to respond to like chinese people can have their honey we're sending around the world material that can hold infections and a lot of the chinese honey holds a really bad infection called american fowl brood and that can if people dispose of honey in the in in the wrong way or they feed possums or or bees our bees can go and collect it and take it back to the hive and infect our hives and right that's been happening with thousands of hives are being being killed particularly in queensland this year because of that infection so would you like to see a ban on like new zealand has a ban on imported honey into australia would you like us to go down the same track absolutely it's it's such a logical way to to go and yep. I'd, it's mind-boggling that it hasn't happened happened yep because we don't have varroa mite and every other continent does. Right. But one of the biggest ironies that's happened of late in the last month is China have changed their regulations on accepting honey and they won't accept any honey with any of this virus, American fowl brood virus. They've refused to take maybe, uh, you know, three different producers' honeys. I don't know who was sending it there, but they've been knocked back. And then I know another guy who was trying to export honey to China recently and the packer said, well, we're not prepared to take the risk because if you get done by China once, they won't accept your honey again. So China have become really tight on receiving honey and why haven't we got the same regulations that that China has? So they've wised up to the risks of of importing honey themselves and uh, it would be strange if a country like Australia 
didn't do the same thing. Yeah. All right. Well, we're talking to Simon Mulvaney from Save the Bees Australia. You can go to the website and have a good look at this yourself, bethecure.com.au. There's lots of stuff there, testimonials and the like. What's your Twitter and Facebook handles? Um, so Save the Bees Australia on Instagram and Facebook and on Twitter, it's Be The Cure. Anything else you want to add while, while we're here? Yeah, look, for World Bee Day, I'm asking people to take a pledge for the bees. One of the things you can do, an easy thing you can do, is just mow your lawn less and let the lawn go to flower. Another thing you can do is start growing your own food, small-scale localised farming, even if it's herbs. Mm. Teach your kids about growing um, food. So finding a local beekeeper and sourcing your honey off a local beekeeper and if you see petitions about bees, that's how the EU stopped neonicotinoids. They had one petition with, I think, six million signatures that really swung the debate for the insects. Mm. If you're in Australia and you're looking to get organic seeds, diggers is the best place to get it. So um, Google diggers organic seeds. Yeah, they're Dramana, aren't they? So on the Mornington Peninsula, just south of Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, but they do have a big mail mail order business, so they'll send you stuff from them, and it's all heirloom varieties. And Absolutely. Yeah. Become a member of them. Mm. They've also got a seed variety for bees, specifically okay. for bees, right. that you can tip out. It's got poppies and other okay. things that are really that bees love. Yeah. Enjoy World Bee Day. Okay, that's World Bee Day, the 20th of May a good time to check out Simon's website and, and uh, see for yourself again that uh, web address bethecure.com.au all right thanks very much Simon Mulvaney thanks for listening and head to beyondinfinity.com.au for the best bits from the live show or to connect with us on social media we welcome your feedback and suggestion for future shows